Previously on Sammy Magic. What awaits you at Wizard Harvard this year is not weak. I made a promise to your parents long ago that you would remain protected, and if you go back to Wizard Harvard, I I cannot keep that promise, Sammy. Magical getcha there, Powder. That's, that's what it's called. And all you have to do is say the name of the place you want to go, step into the fire itself, and then in a flash, you'll be there. Gandalf screams into a darkness that does not respond. Don't you harm him or I will do a magic. The crowds weren't swarming Gandalf. They were swarming Sammy. Do your shopping and then come back to me later because you cannot take my spotlight. There was someone waiting for them. Someone whose nose is furled up in fury. What? Did I tell you about Wizard Harvard? Hi, Derby. Sammy comments as Derby grabs him by the ear and drags him into a nearby alleyway. What's going on? What were you just doing? She comments in her soothing voice. I I was just getting books. I was getting supplies for my year at Wizard Harvard. Oh, now I get it. Now now I see the problem. I told you specifically, Sammy Magic is not to return to Wizard Harvard. Why not? Do I have to go over this time and time again? I cannot tell you. But Wizard Harvard is dangerous, and I made a promise to your parents long ago that I would not put you in... in danger. But Bear? Bear, is that you? She comments, looking up at Bear, towering over her, blocking out the sun. Wait, Derby? Derby, what are you doing here? The two engage in an elaborate handshake that involves both their hands and their legs and a bizarre dancing around in a circle. You two know each other? Sammy comments nervously. Oh, yes. Uh, Derby and I go back a very long time. In fact, we were part of an exclusive club. It, it was me, Derby, your parents, and I have already said too much, haven't I? You see? Bear? Bear can tell you. I knew your parents, and they came to me and told me specifically to not put you in danger. I, I mean, look what happened the last time you were at Wizard Harvard. She comments, grabbing Sammy by his robotic arm, pulling it towards her. You lost an arm in that battle with evil Douglas, Sammy. If you go back, just... You've only got three limbs left! And then it's your head, and I'm fairly sure that's instant death. I can't put you in danger like that again. At this point, Derby's aggressive attitude had turned into pleading. Staring down at Sammy, he almost saw tears appear in the corner of Derby's eyes as she continues to implore him to not return to Wizard Harvard. Fine. Sammy returns, causing her eyes to grow wide and a smile to spread across her face. I'll... I'll stay. I won't go back to Wizard Harvard. I I'll stay with you and Pa Stinker. On one condition. You tell him who you are. 
You tell him that you've been lying to him. You tell him that the only reason you ever gave him a second thought was to get to me. Break his heart. Sammy, I, I, I can't. I can't do that. Your pa is a fine man. Then why did you do it, huh? I mean, I'm not hard to find. Why did you go through him, huh? I, I mean, that man has been through so much. He is the only person I have here in the real world, and you're breaking his heart every single day. Derby, I understand that you made a promise to my parents to protect me, but I have to protect him. So you tell him what you've done, and you leave. Sammy, I, I, why, why are you doing this? You can't keep hurting him, because every second I see him in pain, I'm in pain. And if your whole thing with my parents was to protect me, mentally destroying and manipulating the only person who cares about me, well, it doesn't exactly sound like you're doing your job correctly, Derby, so tell him or I go to Wizard Harvard. I... I can't do that. She returns, looking at Sammy with sorrow in her eyes. Well then, sounds like me and the bear have somewhere to be then, he exclaims, pushing past Derby when the bear grabs him by the arm. Sammy, she has a point. That arm, it ain't growing back. You're not a chameleon. You probably would do best to stay here with her. Wait a minute, you're on her side? You're the one who brought me here in the first place. Why am I... Sammy! Is that Sammy magic? A voice calls from afar, and Sammy looks up to see Greg Ginger and his entire family rushing towards him. Sammy quickly pulls his arm out of the grip of the bear before approaching his friends. Greg, it's great to see you, he comments, embracing his friend. Yeah, I still have this voice. Because I was really tired of doing a British accent, and a lot of people said that they couldn't tell us apart, so now I just sound like this for some reason. Well, what are you doing? Getting stuff for the next year? Oh, yeah, we were actually going to see uh, Gandalf. We all got signed copies of his book. Here, look. And with that, he hands over Gandalf's latest magnum opus, a book entitled Totally Real Magic That I Did. Why do you guys care about him? Sammy comments. He's an absolute dork. <gasps> the, the entire Ginger family pull back in shock, Ma Ginger clutching at her pearls. What are you talking about, Sammy? The man is a magical genius. He's fought against every evil foe in the universe. He's, he's come up with spells that even my parents don't know yet. Gandalf is a wizarding legend. He's so smart. He signed your name as Gurg, Sammy responds, looking down at the book, where indeed the letters G-E-R-G sit on the front of the cover. Well, you know, he's a busy guy, spellings for losers anyways. I mean, look at this! He flips through the book to a chapter in which Gandalf describes an epic adventure where he travels to the top of a volcanic mountain, hell-bent on destroying a ring that, if used improperly, could destroy the entire world. 
Oh, what about this? Look here. He then flips to another chapter in which he describes a year that he spent on hiatus in a swamp, teaching a small blonde boy how to use magic and finally confront his father and defeat him in a battle with swords. I mean, the guy's a legend, Sammy. I I know you're new to the whole magic thing, but how do you not know about Gandalf? I do know about Gandalf, Sammy responds. He's a friend of the family, you could say. You know Gandalf? Yes, in fact, I've lived with him for about three insufferable months. Well, tell me all about it. Is he as cool in real life as he is in the stories? I gotta hear everything about Gandalf. Oh, please don't make me talk about him more. Sammy responds when he looks back to see Derby and the bear still in that alleyway staring at him. Actually, I could tell you all about it. I could tell you all about it. Over dinner tonight. Mrs. Ginger, would you mind if I came over for dinner tonight? Oh, of course not, dear. Mrs. Ginger responds, looking down at Sammy with a huge smile. Greg's told us all about you over the previous few months. I've always wanted to meet you, and I would be delighted to treat you to an amazing dinner tonight. Here, come with us. We, in fact, just got done with our shopping, so we'll be on our way. Oh, actually, I've got a very quick way for us to get there. Gandalf gave it to me. And with that, from a small satchel, Sammy produces that special get-you-there powder that Gandalf gave him. I'm I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it can get you any place in an instant. I mean, I had a few problems with it, but according to him, he says that is how wizards travel in luxury. That... <laughs> he just... <laughs> the entire ginger family erupt into laughter oh dear i'm sorry but it appears as if mr gandalf pulled a funny little prank on you that's nothing but simple flu powder it only works five percent of the time only the oldest of old wizards still use it i'm sorry what Sammy responds, looking at them with a raised eyebrow. Yes, come on, just get in the car. We may be wizards, but we don't have to use magic for everything. She laughs and takes Sammy by the hand, leading him away from Derby and the bear. Derby attempts to give chase, but the bear holds her back, placing a hand on her stomach. No, let him go. If I've learned anything over the past year, it's that... Whatever you want Sammy Magic to do, he will probably do the exact opposite. And with that, Sammy takes his small smattering of books and gets in the Ginger's car. Mr. Ginger looks back with a smile and remarks, Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Who is he talking to? Sammy responds as the car suddenly juts off into the sky and begins to fly amongst the clouds as they begin on their way to the Ginger family home. Along the way, Greg leans over to Sammy, asking, So, who is that you were with? I mean, I recognize the bear, but I don't exactly know who that tall woman was. Okay, that's Derby. I can't be around her. She is dangerous. Sammy responds, looking at Greg with intensity in his eyes. 
she doesn't want me to go back to Wizard Harvard for some reason, and I'll be honest, she's getting a little crazy. It started off as one small thing, and then another, and then she burned up my acceptance letter. I cannot be around her. Greg, these past few months, I have been floating between homes, between one where a psychotic wizard is trying to tell me of all of his former tales of glory, and then one home where a woman seems hell-bent on destroying me just to stop me from going back to school. I have not been at my home, and Sammy is interrupted as the clouds part, and he looks down on the ground to see the ginger family home coming up to meet him. It was a small stonework cottage with various bits and bobs of trash scattered around the outside, but to Sammy, he didn't notice the trash, he just noticed the smile on everyone's faces as they arrived home. He saw as the entire family rushed into the house excited to spend time with each other, excited to discuss what had happened that day. And Sammy knew he may not have been at home all summer, but he was now. He was at home. He was with Greg. He was with the Gingers. And he was with Greg's sister, who just wouldn't stop staring at him, and it was very bizarre. I think I got an idea on how to keep you away from those Derby people. What? Sammy responds. Mom! Mom! Do you mind if Sammy spends the night? I I mean, I know we're all going to school tomorrow, so I think it'd just be easier for us all to carpool. Well, don't you think his parents want to see him one last time before he heads off for the rest of the school year? Greg looks over at Sammy, who begins shaking his head back and forth, manically staring at him while mouthing the words, No, no, God, please. No, no, no. I think you'll be fine, Greg responds up at his mother. Well, I don't seem to have a problem with it, and I don't care what your father thinks, so sure, we'll bring Sammy with us tomorrow. Now please, come to the table. We have to say wizard grace. Sammy, with a relieved sigh, sets down at the dinner table, where once again Craig's sister just won't stop staring at him. And look, I understand they want them to end up together, but like, no. This is a different story than the book. I'm gonna change it right now. Hi, Mom! Gina, Greg's sister, responds looking up at his mother. Yes, dear? I think I'm a lesbian. Good enough, dear. Alright, that takes care of that. And then Sammy, for the first time in his entire life, sits down to a a real family dinner. When he was at Pa Stinker's house, they never ate around a table like this, especially not one as luxurious and wide as this one. They would just sit in those inflatable recliners, watch the prices right, and eat frosted flakes. And then at Ma Stinker's house, they would just all disappear, go into various rooms, and eat alone. For the first time, Sammy felt welcomed into a family as he sat at the head of the table and they discussed the upcoming year at Wizard Harvard. As they discussed all of the excitement that they were waiting for as they all mocked Gina relentlessly about whatever house she may go into. Nah, I think she's a big nerd. I think that's where she's gonna be going, Greg responds. Oh, don't be so ridiculous. She'll be welcomed into Soft Squad quite easily. Well, what about Lionheart? Sammy responds, looking down at Gina. I mean, all of the gingers got welcomed in. Why not now? Oh, dear, Mrs. Ginger looks up at Sammy. 
The Lionheart's house is gruff. It is rough and tumble, and we were fine sending all of our boys there. They were all prepared and ready to fight, but for Gina, she's not. That's not exactly her vibe. She's she's soft. She's welcoming. She's a proper lady. So I say soft squad. Big nerds. Soft squad. Mrs. Ginger once again enforces that she wants Gina to be welcomed in to the soft squad house. As Sammy looks at Gina, who looks visibly upset, the two make eye contact and Sammy looks at her with a smile before mouthing the words Lionheart and pointing at her. She smiles excitedly and gets back to her meal. She didn't care what her parents said. She didn't care what her brother said because Sammy Magic believed she could be a Lionheart, and she knew she was. The next day, everyone awakens and goes to the King's Cross Station, where once again they were readying to make their trek out to Wizard Harvard. The whole time, Sammy was nervous, looking over his shoulder, praying that Derby not show up and ruin this for him. But luckily, they managed to make it all the way to Platform 3 and 5th 8s, or whatever I said last time, and Sammy watched as each of the Ginger family crossed into that pillar and out on the other side where they found themselves in front of the Wizard Harbor bullet train. Eventually, it came down to no one but Gina, Sammy, and Greg, readying to make their final jump over. And Gina looked nervous. Gina looked afraid. Gina didn't know what await her on the other side of that portal before Sammy taps her on the shoulder and looks down at her with a warm smile and says, Go on, Lionheart. She smiled nervously once again, but this time had the courage, the courage of a Lionheart, to rush towards that pillar and come out on the other side. Well, bud, I guess it's me and you now. Greg looks at Sammy with a smile, and the two clasp hands and rush towards that pillar, and then find themselves falling back to the earth crashing to it, their books falling onto their faces, and they look up to discover Derby staring down at them with a wicked smile on her face. Sammy Magic cannot go back to Derby. What do you think you're doing? A voice calls from behind Derby, causing her to look back in shock. She looks to see Pa Stinker rushing towards her with fury in his eyes. Why are you stopping my boy from going to school? Pa, you don't, you don't understand. Derby backpedaling now rushes back. You saw what happened to your boy the last time he was at that school. Yes, I did. That school would not be there if it was not for my boy. If it was not for Sammy Magic, Evil Douglas would have destroyed Wizard Harvard and took all of those students down with them. It's thanks to my boy, it's thanks to Sammy Magic that Wizard Harvard is safe, which I'm sure that my brother and sister would have wanted. You say this whole time you've been protecting Sammy, but you've not. You've been stopping him from achieving his dreams. You've been stopping him from achieving his goals. You've been lying to me, and you've been lying to yourself. Pa, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Derby responds, looking at him sorrowfully, 
I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to hurt anyone during this. I, I just wanted to protect Sammy. I wanted, I wanted to do what his parents would do. It's not your job to uphold their legacy. It's his. And if you don't open that portal back up and let him go back to school and let him become who he is supposed to be, then you will have failed his parents more than you can ever know. Ha. Huh. Now! Fine. And with a turn and a swish of her wand, Derby opens that portal back up to platform six and nine-tenths or whatever, and Sammy and Greg scramble to their feet, get their books together, and rush through to quickly board the Wizard Harvard bullet train before it departs. Meanwhile, back at King's Cross Station, Derby looks at Pa sorrowfully. I was only trying to help. I, I, I was only trying to save him. You know you just ended his life by letting him go. And you would have ended his life by making him stay. Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, produced by the BS Network and performed by Scotty Moore. Many thanks to Orion Ibert of the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art, and massive thanks to Umbria for the use of their music. This week's sorting ceremony will be performed for Eamon Connolly, who apparently listened to this show so much that we made it into their top five on Spotify, you absolute mad lad. And to Eamon Connolly, I'm going a little extra on the voice today. You have intellect and you have wit. Which immediately says you are not a Lionheart, because you're far too intelligent to do any of the dumb stuff they do. No, you have the cleverness and the attitude and the pure, buckwild, chaotic energy that we need in the home of the snake smoking a cigarette with sunglasses. Yes, Eamon Connolly, it is true. You are... A rude boy. Now, if you would like to have your own sorting ceremony, you can, of course, get it by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS or just pick up you some Sammy Magic merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and send a picture of you rocking it, wearing it, doing whatever to us on Twitter at Scotty Moe. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E. M-O. And as always, remember the many adventures of Sammy Magic is a work of complete and total parody, which means you can't sue me.